children are a gift from God, and they are a gift from God to parents, which is why the father will not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies. I thought you were going to say gift to healthcare systems. <laughs> no, 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 no. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize, seize the, the faith. faith. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. We're here bringing to you episode numero nine three. Mm, I don't know what that is in Spanish. Nueve. No. Nueve tres. Nueve. No. No. <laughs> So, so 90 is 90. 93. It's okay. I'll work on it later. Uh, someone in the uh, comments fix this. <laughs> 100. is minus 7. No, it's 17. No, it's only minus 7. 14, 15, hundred minus seven is ninety three. Oh yeah, no, I didn't do math right. <laughs> I, I didn't do no math Spanish right there. Math's different. <laughs> Spanish math's different. Spanish math's hard for me. <laughs> Woo. Okay, that's enough of this. What a uh, welcome to episode number ninety three. We're in the nineties, and it is totally rad over here. Yep. Put that in your overalls and all that in a bag of chips. Smoke it. Crisscross and whatnot. So, <laughs> the title of our episode tonight is "Vax Insanity Continues to Destroy." The Imago Day. Uh, we're going to talk about something that will probably be uh, far less. There will be very little humor tonight. Uh, just a, a segue. Uh, not a segue. A Maybe like a addendum to last week's episode. I was admonished that there may have been too much uh, humor involved with the Balenciaga uh, communication on our podcast. I just want to say something. We don't find uh, child pedophile freak elitists um, humorous. We find the reality that they keep saying it out loud and yet we don't seem to be doing anything about it, uh, to be ironically humorous. Uh, just to be clear, is that, that a fair, that, that's a fair assessment. Yep. They can keep the elephant trunk leather masks on their kids. In not the mine, I guess. No, no, no. <laughs> you just did it again. Uh, in the fireplace. Yeah. Fireplace sounds fine. Uh, yes. And, uh, no place of hell. Yep. That's where they can keep it. Uh, so that's just a addendum to last week's episode. But this week's episode, Vax Insanity continues to destroy the Imago Day. We want to uh, talk about two very important stories that are very recent. And honestly, just the, the, the biblical implications, uh, the cultural implications that we must consider. Uh, and, and we're going to have to begin to uh, think through ways that we're engaging with alternative sources, uh, whether that be inside of medicine, um, inside of science, uh, ways in which we're going to have to start thinking around uh, what's going on because it's devastating. It's, uh, it's pretty much uh, systemic inside of science uh, and medicine right now. So uh, I know because ev what everybody wants to talk about is we all want to keep talking about vaccinations like because, you know, COVID. I love talking about vaccinations. <laughs> yes, we didn't talk about it enough. No. For the past three years. So. I could hear more about it every day. Yeah, but if only the the medical community would just like get Stop over talking themselves. About it. Yeah. Seriously, get over themselves. Figure um, it out. 
We'll start with the uh, story that broke first, and then we'll move to the most recent story, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to connect you with the scriptures and just point out some clear principles that we need to think about these things in a very clearly biblical lens. Here's the funny thing. Yes, politically, I end up being conservative, uh, but it doesn't matter what party someone is affiliated with. What matters is what does a biblical Christian do? It doesn't matter if someone is conservative or progressive. What matters is what does God say we should be doing? And if we are rule, allowing rulers to rule unrighteously, if we're allowing um, people that are experts to control uh, the narrative and to decide for us what is right and wrong, then we've abdicated what God has given to us, and that is his word. Clearly, he has given us things that are right and wrong, and we can't do that. So we have to be thinking very clearly and very biblically about these these stories when we hear them and and go beyond simply the fact that they are an affront to us just on a purely viscerally emotional level, because they are, yeah. to be sure. I mean, God's God's given us his word, yes, obviously, first and foremost, but he's also given us minds that need to be remo- renewed and conformed um, to his word and to the image of Christ. So... We, we have to be able to look at these things and we have to be able to use our brains and subject them to God's word as a lens and be able to actually exercise our own free thought in terms of how to evaluate these things that we're seeing because it's disturbing. Indeed, and you would be able to use your brain unless you were to need a you know medical procedure on your brain and you weren't vaccinated, which is a great segue into our story. <laughs> See how I did that? I saw it. That was pretty good. Yep. Our first story uh, comes out of New Zealand, and uh, please, Christians, be praying for brothers and sisters in New Zealand, because um, if Canada is bad, New Zealand is ground zero for the insanity that comes into Canada and Australia and Europe, and it's it's awful. It's horrendous. Uh, pretty much the World Economic Forum has used New Zealand as a hotbed to... <laughs> basically see what they can and can't do to people in a society. Uh, it's awful. It's horrible. It's evil. So, um, Jesse, why don't you, why don't you enjoy this story? Yeah. So, um, basically there is a, a baby, baby will, um, he is, I believe about six months old and he was born with a congenital heart defect. Um, the blood isn't pumping through his heart properly. It's, causing um, hypertrophy and one of his ventricles. It's, it's not something that can just be left alone um, and be survivable. He'll so <clears throat> surgery is a, is a requirement. Then. Surgery would be a requirement. Okay. Yeah. Um, and sur- surgery would be fairly successful with a, I think they said over 90% positive prognosis um, for baby will. Um, but there is a problem. And the problem is that the parents um, consent perfectly to the surgery, consent to any emergent um, things that would come up. They've consented with everything so far. Their only request is that baby will not be consented for um, blood that was donated from COVID-vaccinated individuals. Um, This might sound crazy and conspiratorial, But um, I would say it's probably not, honestly. And even if it were, um, I would think that um, the medical establishment wouldn't really have much say when it comes to what the parents want to do, especially if they can provide a way to do it. Um, They've secured, um, I think they said, 20 to 30 different donors that would be willing and matched um, to donate blood in a timely manner to have those types of stockpiles available for baby will. 
Um, but um, in New Zealand, apparently they can uh, take your child away from you, essentially. Um, they The courts have decided that um, the parents, um, due to this request and due to the medical bureaucracy saying that their request is unreasonable, have decided to relinquish, uh, or rather take away, um, baby wills, medical rights, um, and give them over to the hospital staff, um, and not to his parents. And that is just a, that is just the worst form of kidnapping. It is, um, absolutely terrible. And, um, there's, there's video of, of this actually taking place. Um, you care if I you care if I play some of it? No, you can definitely play the video. Um, I would like to say uh, that the reality of this court's the the court <clears throat> uh, injunction uh, to remove custody uh, it now I will say temporarily remove custody, uh, which doesn't matter. It shouldn't have it happened matter, at all. Yeah. You you don't get to remove. It's not. It's not. It's not optional. It and removes it just long enough for them to consent for the blood that the parents don't want. Do the procedure. Give the blood that the parents don't want, and have him recover enough so that the parents don't have any say in what kind of blood the baby gets. And, and let's let's be clear. They had the donors <clears throat> and the necessary amount of blood um, beyond necessary because you do know you don't know exactly what's going to go wrong in a surgery. Uh, so the requirement for blood is already over what that would be simply necessary for the surgery. Um, they had the, they had secured the blood prior. And so the blood was available. In fact, going through the court procedure has actually delayed the life-saving surgery. Um, so just to be clear that that is an important point that literally because they don't want the blood, they've actually taken longer to get the poor child, the little baby, the very cute little baby, mind you, um, uh, his life saving, his life saving surgery, yeah, uh, which is a which is a travesty. Yeah. So here here's what um, here's what the government taking your child away from you sounds like. A quick setup, yeah. I got a quick setup. There's uh, three uh, police officers. There's a total of four. There's a total of four. Yeah. The the one is outside and then comes in. They have vests on, uh, and they are blocking uh, the uh, uh, Sam and Cole. Is that correct? Yeah, Sam and Cole, Samantha, the mother, and Cole, the father. Uh, from leaving the room and interacting with the baby as someone comes in to take the baby away uh, to surgery. You guys are criminals. Please. You've got to realize I need that you to are never involved in a criminal Do you not see his eyes? Do you not see his eyes? No, you do not need to do the operation. No, you do not. Jude, please, can I just go down with him? And I, I believe uh, in Cole's defense, he understands that they do need to do the operation. They don't need to do the operation this way. Yeah, and they also don't need to, the the, ba the baby actually has been uh, doing well. He has been gaining weight, um, and so the the emergent factor of it is is a little less serious. And that's what he's he's inclined he's he's indicating there. Um, it's not it's not an imminent. The baby is not in any way life threatening. In fact, you can t you can see in the video that when they take the baby, he's just in a crib. He's he's not hooked up to anything. He's just hanging out, um, and and so the the whole situation is uh, specifically um, is a is it is the technocracy uh, tyrannically overreaching and taking away any rights that a parent has uh, to care for their child. <clears throat> 
which is a uh, clear biblical violation. Yeah. And <clears throat> I first saw this video on social media and researching for to prepare for this recording. I was like, oh, let me just try to find a news source and we can we can play it off of their website, whatever. Yeah. The only news source that I could find that actually would show this video <laughs> is Infowars. Like, <laughs> I mean, n- nobody else has the guts <laughs> to actually show this video. And as much as I'm not a super huge fan of Infowars, I, I find a lot of their stuff more comedic than anything. But um, uh, props to them for actually showing this video because people need to see it and hear the, they need to hear the sound of a pleading mother and they need to hear the sound of an angry father and they need to understand that if we continue to seed ground to these technocratic um, health officials, then this is this is where we end up and we're not terribly far away from it um, because things seem to be moving quite quickly nowadays. Um, we will be, from what I understand, the surgery is already complete. They've already done this and if you've been keeping up on anything um, blood clot slash cardiac related, uh, hashtag died suddenly. Yeah. Um, about this, I, I, I don't understand why their concern wouldn't be warranted at least a little bit. Um, especially if they could provide donors, um, for what they thought they can handle. Uh, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make much sense to me, but even if they couldn't, even if they couldn't though, like in, in what world is this? Okay. I mean, I guess in our world and in New Zealand, but it's getting much, much closer to home. Yeah. Which is the segue into the (laughs) segue into our next story. Yeah, yeah, we're using these stories as a setup before we kind of want to identify these, the key biblical components you have to keep uh, front and center when we're talking about these these stories. Um, Coming back here to the U.S., now, obviously, this is going to, you can broaden this out to North America. Uh, well, men, there's there's many cases to be mentioned uh, going on in, in Canada as well. In fact, uh, they don't really mention them anymore unless they're uh, there's some sort of gripping or compelling um, aspect to the story. Uh, and this one happened to have it, and so uh, it's gotten it's gotten some great traction. I'm very thankful for it because people need to be aware, um, and uh, parents that are trying to uh, fight for uh, clear medical care for their children should be. Uh, trumpeted they should be par- they should be um uh, held high in high esteem and and praised for what they're trying to do uh, at the same time denied care specifically because of a covid vaccination um at some point we have to acknowledge by the way there in new zealand they tried citing studies that that said you know specifically uh no the blood is fine um here's the thing there aren't again we keep saying this, no one seems to care and that's fine. I guess that no one cares, but there are no longitudinal studies that can verify absolutely anything they are saying about the vaccine, the blood from the vaccine, nothing. There's, there's nothing. They have, um, mostly anecdotal data, uh, which is why it's fine to say this is anecdotal we can't be 100% sure, but they don't say that. You get, no, studies have shown. But what studies? What were the controls? Can you show us? Can you show us? And, and can you show us in a way that actually shows that, hey, you know what? In five years, 
uh, Baby Will's going to be fine. In 10 years, Baby Will's going to be fine because this does nothing. He's going to need the heart for a long time, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, I feel like this surgery is supposed to actually make it so the rest of his life is free from heart complications, not so much. Uh, also, we gave him things that could cause like his body to reject the organ, uh, which there is also one of those interesting anecdotal studies done in Japan showing that, yeah, uh, after receiving the COVID vaccine, um, it is quite possible that the rejection of transplants is more frequent. <laughs> I mean, like it, there's, there's so much unknown and this is what's so frustrating about it. All right. Back into the U S uh, North Carolina. This is not the first story to come out of North Carolina involving a hospital denying care because of a COVID vaccine. It is the most recent and it was caught on, uh, it was caught on recording. <laughs> so that Smile. makes it a bit, <laughs> makes it a bit worse. Um, there is a, a family, uh, two army veterans, uh, that have, uh, they have 11 children, which is amazing. Uh, three adopted, uh, the child they adopted in January, 2021 from the Ukraine is named Yulia. Uh, Yulia Hicks is a 14 year old and she, uh, required a kidney transplant. Um, however, she was denied the kidney transplant, uh, by Duke university hospital. The reason specifically cited, and you don't have to take my word for it, there's literally a recording that you can listen to uh, where they are denied this care. They have been working with, you're like, oh, well, maybe they, you know, they're just trying to find a hospital. No, they've been working with Duke University Hospital for two years on Julia's case uh, that required, that they knew would require a kidney transplant. Literally, they do in-home dialysis every night. This is overseen and has been overseen for two years from Duke University Medical Hospital. Duke University Medical Hospital has said that Yulia is a model patient in the care for herself and the family and their interaction with the care for the kidney disease. That is their words. That is what they have said. When it comes to the transplant, though, they are following the CDC recommended guidelines for vaccination for a 14-year-old, which means Yulia is required to have the COVID vaccine in order to receive her transplant. I thought it was even to just to get on the wait list for the transplant. Right. That's, that's the process. You have to get onto the wait list. Uh, that's what's happening in most of these cases. People are on the wait list. They've been on the wait list for a while, and then they are kicked off the wait list. Why? Because you're not vaccinated. Um, Regardless, moving forward, uh, the exact quote uh, was that they were in violation of the vaccine. The question, the question was, you're then the, you're, you're requiring to get the vaccine. Here's how they phrase it. I can't require you. This is a quote. I can't require you to do anything. I can recommend these things. But if you don't follow our recommendations, then Yulia can't be a transplant candidate here. Here's that awful. That sounds awful. <laughs> Right. That's it. So if you call Duke University Medical Hospital and you say, uh, can I be entered into the transplant program uh, without the COVID vaccine? They will say that they do not require the vaccine. They recommend it. And if you don't follow their recommendations, then you cannot be a candidate, which is to say they require it. (laughs) Yes. Recommendations where if not followed uh, would exclude you from participating in the thing in which you seek. That is literally the definition of a requirement. Like verbatim. <laughs> like, look it up. I th- I'm pretty oh, sure. Look, I'm pretty sure Merriam-Webster has, hasn't screwed that word up yet, right? <laughs> that, that <laughs> I mean, they probably now they will. <laughs> now they have to change it. Uh, my sex change is a requirement <laughs> for my mental health. Yes. 
Uh, <laughs> here's <clears throat> when you when you go further down, they had had an interaction with a actual doctor uh, from <laughs> from Duke Hospital, a real doctor, Duke University Hospital. Yes, a real doctor. Well, whatever. <laughs> They said that they had, they had shown that she has natural immunity. She had already contracted COVID. The, their response was, the virus, quote, the virus has continued to mutate. And so the natural immunity is not as good as if you had natural immunity plus vaccination. That was the, uh, that was the response. Boost, boost, boost it up. <sighs> While there are, well, just to be clear, there are studies that have, there are some studies that have shown clearly that natural immunity can be superior to COVID vaccine. Uh, and also, uh, when you click on the link in our show notes to the story here about Yulia, there's also a link to um, the study done in Japan uh, that shows that there's a link. There may be a link between COVID vaccines and the rejection uh, of tissue transplants. So that's not great either. Awkward. <laughs> that's, that's really not. Yeah, it was in so it was in corneal transplants, which are supposed to be some of the most efficacious and least rejected transplants that are performed and people's eyes. They just, they just don't be working anymore. And then it, it's even, it even said some of the, some of the recipients were from 20 years prior yes. and all of a sudden. Yeah. So here's, here's how, here's what it is. Just so you know, um, the cornea is the outermost layer of a person's eye. Corneal grafts are used to restore a damaged cornea. The surgery is known to be one of the most successful organ transplant procedures with low rejection rates. It restores vision, reduces eye pain, and improves the appearance of the diseased cornea. <clears throat> Japanese researchers compiled data from 23 studies. A total of 23 eyes from 21 patients who had undergone corneal graft procedures were assessed. Graft rejection occurred anywhere from one day to six weeks after vaccination in all patients. Some who underwent the procedure as far back as 20 years ago. It's not weird. <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> it's totally normal. Hey, I've been fine for 20 years. Here, take this. This will make you feel better. Oh, this, this, will, this will keep you safe from COVID. Okay, thank it? you. Was the cornea just having a midlife crisis? It's like, you know what? I, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then six weeks later, you wake up and you're like, crap, why can't I see? That's so weird. Oh, it's so strange. Oh man, my eye feels totally, totally funny. It's like, what is that? Like, oh, it turns out you, uh, you got your your corneal graft rejected because, uh, who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a giant mystery wrapped in enigma. We should ask Bill Nye. <laughs> if I wanted a janitor's opinion, I could just go to my local school. <laughs> if I wanted a truck driver's opinion, I just ask myself. <laughs> oh my word. Anyway, um. Yeah, so this family has been rejected. Now, this this is in North Carolina. There have been so many cases. I mean, uh, let's see if I can if I can pull it up here. I mean, I know I can. I know I, I know I shall be. I know I shall be able to. Dun, dun, dun. Um, a North Carolina man. Where is he? I believe his name was Charles. Dun, dun, dun. I believe you. That's a that's a strange piece of information for it not to be true no I, I just feel bad that i'm not i'm not actually seeing his name coral <laughs> Charles. walking dead reference for you uneducated people oh come on justin you're a failure i'm a failure uh he got kicked off of the off of a transplant list uh because he was unvaccinated i believe his quote was i'd rather die than get the covid vaccine oh wow well. well since one may lead to the other anyway what's the difference between the choices <clears throat> these are the same thing 
Yes. When you when you literally, you know, <clears throat> I just want to say, as a person who had a child, SIDS has always been a very scary concept. The idea of sudden infant death syndrome is a very it's it's horrifying. It's tr it's such a it's a, a tragedy of such epic proportion, right? That it's it, it's just very it's very scary. How is it now we have to talk about SADS? How is it now we have sudden adult death syndrome as a thing? Like I've heard of SIDS for decades and decades now. And all of a sudden we now have SADS, sudden adult death syndrome. Huh. That's interesting. I'm just saying. That's weird. Anyway. Well, when we you, just we just saw well, I don't know. Did did that uh sports announcer die the other day? Oh yes, he died. Oh bummer. I believe this had a heart attack. Uh there's some conspiracies <clears throat> going both ways. Uh, apparently his brother wrote war to uh the soccer matches in Qatar, uh, which is, by the way, um, <clears throat> a Muslim country, uh, he wore a uh, very provocative pro-LGBTQIA plus community shirt, and there is some like thought that maybe uh, he was somehow poisoned or killed. Yeah, Epstein. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, it's actually just far more likely that he had SADS, his sudden adult death syndrome, suddenly a healthy man who's covered soccer for quite some time. He uh, keeled over dead, oh, by the way, from a heart attack. What is... What are some of the side effects of the vaccine again? They involve the heart at all? Couple, couple things. Couple things in the heart, right? That's so, so strange. Probably unrelated. So, so curious. Probably, it's probably yeah. It's probably unrelated. <laughs> it's probably not a problem. Pay no attention to the vaccine <laughs> behind the curtain. Um, we're we're when it comes to children, particularly. I I look. As an adult, if I want to choose to die rather than listen to your stupidity where you're trying to kill me in a different way, that's Go my Canada. That's my choice. Oh. It, it's at least I'm silly. I mean, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just saying that at least at least I understand it's my choice. When it comes to parents trying to make the best child just best choices for their children, this is a, this is a such such it's even another layer. It's another level of evil. There, there is, there is no reason, and this is, this is Marxism. This is Marxism, one hundred percent. It's exactly what it is, right? This is a system that is trying to take away rights of of autonomy uh, and and destroy the family. And that is exactly what what Marxism has always sought to do uh, to make the individual uh, rise up as a part of a group. Uh, to take over another group of individuals uh, and then make it a perpetual cycle of revolution and rebellion. That's that's all it is. They require chaos. And so to have the stability of individual autonomy and then familial structures to build a society upon, they cannot have them. They are not to stand. And so they've always they've always desired in all forms. Just look at socialism and communism where it's been where it's been tried. I know I know my socialist friends. It hasn't actually been socialism. It hasn't actually been, you know, the Marxist utopia. They haven't actually tried it. They've got not gotten it right yet. But everywhere it has been tried, what you will find is the removal of individual rights and the destruction of the family. The children belong to the state. You'll find it every time. And that's exactly what this is. That's a judge saying he knows better. Uh, that's a medical community saying they know better and they will do whatever they want to do because they have decided as the experts that this is what should be done. Yeah, in the case of Baby Will, they, um, oh man, that thought literally just went. 
right oh yeah in the case of baby will um they said no don't no no you don't understand we're just taking medical capacity away from the parents they they have their rights and everything else well it's like well what other like <laughs> it's why they're in the hospital <laughs> is to make the medical decisions and it's clearly that the, the answer Yay, is no they, get they to don't pick, they get to pick what what do they get to pick the color of his swaddle like i no, mean like what no, they, they don't that baby was taken from their care they have no idea what happened to that child after it left that room they have zero idea none they have no clue that child could have died on the operating table they would have no recourse and no way to have any idea what actually happened to that child and that 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 is a that is a travesty of epic proportions these were not abusive parents even according to the judge's own admission these were clearly loving and caring parents, as the judge said in his ruling. The mor- that Fair. moron. I think it was like the first thing that he said in the, in the, in the ruling. If I'm if I if I'm not mistaken. Hold on, I have it. I have it right here. Baby W needs an urgent heart operation. His loving parents want the best for him. Literally the first two sentences of this brief. Now, now, when you say that, clearly he doesn't mean it. Because if they wanted the best for him, then that would be the best for him. But what he means is they want what they think is the best, but they're not experts. And they couldn't possibly know what is actually best for their son. We, we know what's best for their son. We know what's best. We're going to take the child and we're going to actually care for him far better than parents ever could. Thank you, Daddy Government. Please, may I have another? Govern me harder. It's really, <clears throat> it's a travesty. You're you're looking at cases uh, in and out of Canada. Um, over the summer, a judge in Alberta ruled that a woman did not have her rights violated when she was denied an organ transplant due to not being vaccinated against the Wuhan virus. Uh, Queen Beats Justice, Pe- Queen Court of Queen Beats, <laughs> say words, Queen Beats. <laughs> Court of Queen's Bench Justice Paul Belzeal ruled that Edmonton, Alberta woman Annette Lewis had not had her fundamental charter of rights and freedom rights violated by being denied an organ transplant over her vaccination status. <clears throat> uh, DJ Ferguson needed a heart transplant, but quote, but since he has not been vaccinated against COVID-19, he has been removed from the transplant list at a Boston hospital and quote. Uh, the entire health system in Queensland Australia, Queensland, Australia announced those not vaccinated won't get potentially life-saving treatments there. So you could travel to somewhere else in Australia. Oh, wait, in Australia, you couldn't travel anywhere else. <laughs> you lived in Queensland. You were locked in Queensland. In fact, you were locked in your small little town in Queensland because you couldn't leave anywhere. Oh, mm. In the U.S., officials at health organizations in the leftist state of Colorado, that's a great description, took an especially harsh course. Uh, They told Dawn McLaughlin, a woman with polycystic kidney disease, uh, she was being kicked off the wait list to receive a transplant because she hadn't gotten the COVID vaccine. Just days earlier, another Colorado woman, uh, Leilani Lutali, despite having stage five kidney disease, found out her hospital hospital won't approve her kidney transplant surgery until she's gotten the COVID-19 vaccine are you feeling a pattern emerging from the data points Hmm. it's just another way it's just another way to control now here's the thing what really bothers me and you know what i think jesse you you should definitely talk about one of the the tie-ins you had here but there's there's really two ways in which um there this ties in i think quite well 
one, the more broader one, as as our title indicated, is the is the fact that we've been made in the image of God. That's the Imago Dei, and and I know that was that was something Jesse wanted to definitely touch on. And I also I also think the clear the clear reality of God giving uh, children as a gift to a parent, uh, and not children as a gift to a government, a judge, a scientist, uh, because clearly some of these people wear Balenciaga. So, oh, you were saying. <clears throat> Yeah, so I mean, one of the things I was talking to Justin about earlier is that this is this is such a clear violation of of the Imago Dei, and th- these people are stripping. I mean, they're they're stripping the children of the, the right to have parents or parent figures. Um, in the in, in, I can't speak in the North Carolina case, um, people who love and care about them more than anybody ever could, and. Um, they're stripping the parents of the rights to to have lay any sort of claim to their children. <clears throat> but really, ultimately, what they're doing is they're defaming God's way of they're they're defaming God's order. Um, they're defaming the family. They're destroying the family. They're destroying um, these people that are made in the image of God, um, and they they're not respecting or they're not paying any amount of respect um, in the medical community or in the judiciary. Um, as we've seen in New Zealand, um, to the fact that we are all made in the image of God and that we all have the same inherent dignity, value, and worth. Um, to to take a child away from their parents is is inhumane. Um, I mean, you would you would I'm sure it's I'm sure it's even illegal to separate um, you know certain young animals from their from their mothers in the wild. But like you can't even do that, and here we are, fully cognizant beings, doing the same thing with you know, twenty three pages worth of words, all just to say no, they're not yours, they're mine, they're the they're the hospitals now. Um, and <clears throat> and and one of the most frustrating parts of that particular point you make, as far as the judiciary goes, um, it is it is darn near impossible for a uh, uh, a a strung out drug addict, abusive, neglectful parent to actually lose custody over their child. If they simply show the inkling of, of attempting to try to change, uh, that it is, it is nearly impossible to remove their parental rights inside of our core system here in America. Uh, I, I'm certain that would be something similar in a very liberal place like New Zealand. Yet, if you're going to, if you want to care for your child and if you've not only that, but you've gone above and beyond to make sure that you can care for your child in the way that you want to be your child to be cared for, to have a life-saving surgery with the right blood that you know will at least hopefully limit maybe the SADS from happening to your child later on the heart that they already know it needs surgery because it's already has a congenital defect you've already done that you've displayed your extraordinary care and love for your child that's what gets your rights taken away yep which is ridiculous it's yep. abs- it's 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 asinine right and it's 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 these bureaucratic leaders trying to cram down their own ideology saying you're the crazy ones you don't know what you're talking about you know there's nothing to fear have no fear we are here you know, I am the science, Senator Paul. Um, you know, that that type of thing, and it's 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 a bastardization of 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 our Lord God, 
who created this world in a certain way. And nowhere does the government or um, <laughs> or certainly health bureaucracies gets to decide what a parent does with their child, what a, what a loving parent does with their child that, that they deem is in their best interest. They have no problem with the surgery. They've got no problem with the transplant. They do have a problem with the COVID-19 vaccination when they look around the world and they say, huh, there's a lot of really weird stuff going on with this novel coronavirus or coronavirus virus vaccine. Um, maybe we should, you know, consider our very, very vulnerable child in this and maybe not do the new thing and maybe just do what we used to do. Yeah. The thing that we've done for, oh, I don't know, a hundred years now. Like what in the world? It, they're not asking for a revolutionary experimental procedure. They're saying, hi, we have some friends who are the correct type and they would like to donate blood to be used and they're not vaccinated. So I'd prefer not to have some sort of calamari like structure growing inside of my child's veins and ar arteries. Thanks. Right. Which would then require a second surgery if you're lucky enough to even realize. But the reality is you don't realize you just, you know what, I'm not going to say that that's a fact, but I am going to say that that's a weird thing to find post-mortem as you're preparing to embalm someone. Anyway, huh, go figure. <clears throat> Additionally, one of the key components that I love about just what God has always set up inside of structure, which is the idea that a man and a woman were to be joined together in a covenant. We are, we refer to that clearly as marriage. Uh, he then intended uh, for man and woman to have children. Uh, he intended for them to procreate, fill the earth, and multiply. Uh, they were gifts from God consistently throughout the scriptures. You can you can see, hear it sung gloriously about in the Psalms that children are a gift. Uh, we like to refer to the I I don't know I should have actually pulled that particular Psalm up. What is that Psalm eighty two one twenty seven one twenty seven? Is it? I mean I trust you. It's Psalm 127. I did say I trust you. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward like arrows in the hands of a warrior, are the children of one's use. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Psalm 127, 3 through 5. Children are a gift from God, and they are a gift from God to parents which is why the father will not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies. I thought you were going to say gift to yeah. healthcare system. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no dots about you. That's not what I said. Uh, additionally, as soon as God uh, calls a people to himself, redeems them from uh, slavery in Deuteronomy six, he gives the Shema. It's quoted again, in Deuteronomy 11, Deuteronomy eleven eighteen. Uh, this is just, it's one of the key aspects, I believe, to how God calls his people uh, to follow him. Here's what Deuteronomy 11, starting in verse 18 says, you shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house, when you are walking by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. This aspect inside of God's call to his people to teach and instruct them in the ways of God goes first to a parent as they instruct their child. It is their responsibility. 
God could have very easily set up some sort of civic structure where the child would be instructed by the government. But that is not the responsibility of the government. The responsibility falls on the parent. These these are so these kinds of cases are so assaulting because these are parents trying to care for their children. They're trying to actually honor God and do what is right. More so, trying to honor God by diligently pursuing information that they believe has led them to a decision. And governments and doctors and legal scholars, they're saying, tough crap, we're in charge. You'll do what we tell you to do. And if you don't do what we tell you to do, we'll take your child. And they did. They certainly did. And look, you see this everywhere. Uh, transgenderism, the transgender ideology, the sexual revolution. If you are not fully affirming of your child, guess what you do? You lose your child. Your chi- you lose your child. And you're thrown in jail. And honestly, in heaven Canada. for fen. When have we decided that 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 8-year-olds, 5-year-olds can actually decide things in a logically rational way? When, 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 did, when was that ever a thing? If I had known they could make important medical decisions for themselves, I would stop going shopping a long time ago and let them figure it out. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, let's just let it. Uh, I mean, I, dare I say it, I know many, I'm going to say humans over the age of 20 who cannot perform basic life-sustaining uh, tasks for themselves. They can't make decisions. They don't know basic information that is essential when, like, I don't know, receiving medical care. Nothing. They don't know. I mean, they don't know how to schedule, like, appointments. They don't know how to wash laundry. They don't, in, in I, 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 have, I have questions about some of them and their ability to bathe appropriately <laughs> to have basic hygiene. And yet, here we are like, oh, no, my five-year-old has decided that they're actually a girl. What do you mean? What what tomorrow if they decide they're actually an astronaut or or a space panda? Like who cares? They're a child. You should be leading and teaching and instructing them, not bowing to them. What is going? Oh, but guess what? They'll take your child for that. Sure, they will. Oh yeah, in a second. In a heartbeat. Oh, no pun intended. Yeah, I mean, and one of the other interesting angles to this is. How quickly, how quickly the medical establishment covers for, you know, the use of aborted fetal cells and a, the, the use of uh, buying and selling of of aborted babies across the country. Yeah, David Delauded out there in California broke that story, and now they found oh they found him guilty. Sure did. Oh yeah, yeah, guilty of exposing them. Guilty of exposing them for literally selling baby parts for medical science and but, research. Yeah, but you know, no that that gets defended. You know, the, the murder of children for scientific and medical purposes gets defended. But now they're what? They're trying to, oh, they're they're trying to save it. They're trying to save kids by taking them away from their parents. That's like it. it is. It truly is Marxist through and through. I mean, Marx and Engels, they, they wrote. See, guys, we don't even have to guess about this. They literally wrote it down in their works that the main that one of the most important goals, if Marxism ever to work, were to work. It would be to separate the child as early as possible and to place them in the hands of the state. And that's exactly what that's exactly what these entities are doing. Not not even trying to do. They've done it. Gosh dang it. 
And to follow that further down the line, uh, Antonio Gramsci, the Italian Marxist who tried to... Do you think? Do you think Anthony Fauci was named after Antonio? I'm. I. I mean, seeing him and hearing what Antonio Gramsci wrote down, uh, I'm actually thinking that possibly karmatic reincarnation is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Um, he he clearly saw the reality that what failed at the Marxist revolution um, with the proletariat and the bourgeoisie was that economics was not a strong enough factor to actually produce the proper amount of rebellion what you needed to do was actually infect what he called the robes of society you needed to infect those areas. i'm using infect but that's not actually he actually had more of the idea of infiltrate i'm saying infect because it's a disease uh, the robes of and the robes of culture are the exact places in which we are seeing the removal of basic human rights that God has given the Imago Dei and clear parental rights as God has given through his word to parents as they have their children. And by the way, we're not talking about bad parents. We're not talking about abusive parents. Those, those that, that God covers that you, you don't get to abuse another image bearer. That's not a thing, right? All right. So by God covers that, he means God him like God speaks it, on that specifically issue. in his word repeatedly. So tabling that off to the side, he doesn't like cover it and not see it. No, <laughs> no, he covers it as in, in many instances, it involved severe punishment up to death, which by the way, I'm all on board with. I'm fine with that. No qualms. Yeah. Okay. Um, what we see, what we saw, what we see in the infiltration of the ropes of society the robes back then were those who were, get this, government officials. They wore robes. Judges. They wore robes. Uh, the, the educated, right? The scientists wore robes. You had the professors and the universities wore robes. Every area that Antonio Gramsci said, if you wanted to see a true revolution at a cultural level, would have would to be infiltrated. These what these are what need. They are infiltrated. They are the they're where it's coming from. It's like wake up. You know what the you know what the the clear answer to Marxism is. It's the gospel. The gospel is the clear answer to Marxism. A call of repentance into the responsibility that God has given, literally, is like Marxist repellent. <laughs> That's yeah. why they hate God. That's why Marx wrote poems about Satan, the great rebeller, the great, the great triumphant, victorious warrior over that horrible hegemonic power of God. Yeah, Marx hated Spurgeon. Oh yeah, totally hated him. Yeah, ironically. One of them died in abject poverty and humiliation, and one of them was lauded for his care and spiritual oversight over a wide body of the nation. Probably didn't see Marx out there caring for people during pandemic-like outbreaks. No. Nope. No, you saw him. Probably didn't see him doing much of anything, honestly. Yeah, no, he was Ever. pretty much, he was absolutely a lazy body who literally oversaw, like, the near starvation of his actual family by complete and total neglect and oversaw the worship of his his daughter and her husband into Satan worship and which they also committed suicide together. I'm just saying, dude was a bad, bad, very evil person. I would like to listen to his ideas and maybe carry them out in my culture. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, 
these stories are sobering. They should jar us. There's a vis like again. There's a visceral emotional response to see uh, parents trying to help their children and them being denied by a group of elitists wearing robes. It, it, there's a visceral reaction that you have. A 14-year-old daughter who was adopted out of the Ukraine, brought into a good, loving home with two parents trying to help her as she needs a kidney transplant. You have two parents whose child has a congenital heart defect that they want to have operated on. They simply, both families simply acknowledge that there are some inherent risks that the medical community has done absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing to ease anyone's mind on. And they don't, they, they feel the risks in that one thing are too much, but they have done everything else they can to get their child ready. And they are being rejected by the courts and they are being rejected by the medical community. They're jarring stories, but they have to awaken us to the, what God has given as a bitch bears, what God has given as parents, as a family. And you must run to your family of spiritual birth. You must run to it. The spirit is far, far deeper than blood. You must be in your churches. Share these burdens. What are we going to do? How are we as a community going to handle these? How are we going to, you talk about them, talk about them. If you have a, if you have a midweek group that you get together, if you have a, a small group or if you get together with anyone, what are we, what do we as a church think of these things? How are we, how are we to, how are we to proceed in this type of a culture? Are we ready? Have we even thought these things through? Where will our support come from? These are very important conversations to be having. Yep. <laughs> Great follow-up. I mean, they are. Yeah, they are. You're, what, you're totally what, else fine. what does Sir say about What else is there to say? You said what you need to say. Yeah. Total aside, we'll never get to do a whole podcast on it, but we haven't been a full hour yet, and I just want to say... There's a lot that happened with the Brittany Griner situation I never got to cover, oh and I gosh. feel bad. All right, all right, all right. I won't, I won't do it. It's fine. I'll table it. Biting my tongue. Bite it. Hey, Jesse, what are you thinking about that Christmas episode that I really want to do? I'm thinking that we're running out of time before Christmas. I mean, I mean that means we have to record it and get it out there for the people. Are you ready for it? No. You're not ready to commit to it on air? Everyone can hear it? Right now? Yeah, like, are you ready to commit to this? No, I'm not. <sighs> what a wuss. I'm it trying to. It requires people. a lot of planning. It doesn't require any planning. He's overthinking it. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to get him. Don't worry. I'm going to get him. You're going to love our Christmas episode. Anyway, with that, <laughs> with that, I think this concludes another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. What do you think, Jess? Yeah? Yeah. Anything else? Good. Any other parting shots? Uh, nope. Just don't forget to check out the Fide Fellowship. Uh, wonderful group of guys putting out some pretty good content. If we do say so ourselves, um, fidefellowship.com. Can follow that account on Instagram, even though I don't post on it because I don't know what to post on it. But you can if you want to. That way, when I do, you'll get them in your feed. Yeah, and at feedafellowship.com, you can find links to all those podcasts, all of them, and you can find links to articles that have been written. Uh, yeah. So definitely, definitely check out the feedafellowship.com. Dot com. And um, yeah, just don't forget to uh, go to church on the twenty fifth. Oh no. Shots fired. Would hate to have anybody forget to do that. I feel like I saw somebody write an article about that. Some organization wrote an article about how they were closing their churches. Oh, yeah. What organization was that? Um, 
It's like the gospel, the gospel something. What is it? The gospel. Oh, coalition. That's right. The gospel coalition. <laughs> oh man. Not putting that in the show notes. <laughs> it's a good thing they weren't like they're not they're not named the Bible Coalition because clearly they don't read it. Mm-hmm. Mm, they got to read that thing. Read the Bible. Anyway, <laughs> seriously, get to a church that's open on December twenty fifth. If you can, if you could, please. Anybody, if you got a better idea, let me know. Find find any, just you know what, randomly post this on any of our social media statuses. Just go ahead and post this. Give me a reason, just any good, a better reason for for not going to church on the day we celebrate the coming of God into the world. What better place could you? possibly be please uh, you know the expression of the gathering of the bride of christ that literally uh displays the glory of god on earth as they gather please you tell me what place could there possibly be better to spend a christmas than in church uh, i mean if your choice is church or before the presence of god I would choose before the presence of God. All but right, that's if fair. that's off the table. All right, all right, that's fair. Then I would say with uh, at church. Yeah, gathering with together with the local belie- local body of saints. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Anyway, it was funny. <laughs> uh, Sonia actually messaged us a, a while back. This was in reference to the uh, simple solution to same sex civil marriage article that was on uh, the Gospel Coalition. Did you read that one? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I read that. One. Oh yeah, that's a hot man. Whenever they, whenever they refer to David French as a conservative theologian, that's when you know that <laughs> you can't trust anything they say. Yeah, I find him to be less and less conservative, and um, less, I don't know that I ever found him to be a yeah, theologian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she, she called them the Going with the Flow Coalition. Oh, Going with the Flow. That was a good one. Yes, ebbing with the times instead of epoch times. They ebb with the times. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Oh, that's all we got for you. I hope you enjoy this podcast, and uh, feel free to reach out to us on the social medias. This day, dear Christian, we hope you will seize the faith. faith.